This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? It's episode 86 of Beers in the Lot. In this episode, we talked a lot about the Beagle, Terry, and Zegris incident. And then through that, we also talked about the Saban, Wallstrom, and Hughes incident. And we also hit on ESPN's handling or mishandling of at least one of the Frozen Four games this weekend. So let's go. Let's crack beers. Aaron, what do you have this week? Uh, This week I've got from Samuel Adams. Cold Snap White Ale. Figure, uh, well, guess I'm kind of hopeful that this is the last week that we have cold snaps going on. I don't know what the forecast is like, but I'm sick of cold. So get this beer out of the way. Cold Snap's good on draft. (laughs) Hopefully that goes, the actual (laughs) cold goes with this beer. What you got, John? So I have from Upland Brewing, pedal to the kettle, tart at full speed. It's an ale with hibiscus, strawberry, and rosé. Like Ricky Rosé. Yeah, so it's part of their tart (laughs) series. So that's like my, that's kind of my jam right now. Style of beer if I'm getting it. If it's in fucking date, um, which it is. So, yeah. Riggs, what are you drinking tonight? The truth. From the truth. Nothing but the truth. Can you handle the truth? (laughs) <laughs> yeah i just i had to go with flying dog tonight because uh i didn't really have anything else in the fridge so <laughs> <laughs> not that it's a bad thing the truth is very good and i'm sure daniel has another treehouse variety I how did you him. know so how did you know <laughs> so i'll go local and he can go Back to Massachusetts. <laughs> Mass hole. <laughs> so, so tonight I have a Curiosity 123. Wow. It is a experimental double IPA made with fresh hops. Very good as always. I'm I'm curious. How is it? Yeah, how's it's the good. experiment? It's tasty. <laughs> experiment has succeeded. I'm curious about the curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, John. That was funny. It's like it's like these these snozberries. It's like snozberries. That's such a dad joke. Like uh, I respect it. Just like shaking my head over here. I'm like, come on, guys. We're better. We're better than that. <laughs> we're that. No, we're we are that. <laughs> Three out of four of us are dead. <laughs> oh yeah. Way to shame me, Aaron. Welcome to 2022. <laughs> Thanks. Johnny, did Jay Beagle receive supplementary discipline for his vicious attack on a talented young player in the NHL? I don't think Not he just did, a talented right? young player, a superstar. Well, uh, per uh, Trevor Zegers, yeah. a superstar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right, look. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So here's all right. So I have like 
and and we can all break it down differently. So Zegris gets cross checked by Mm-mm. or no 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 yeah Riggs break down the play because I I'm thinking of a more of the Jay Beagle thing. What what started this whole so malarkey? The Ducks have a lot of talented young players, superstars, if you will. <laughs> In some eyes, some yeah, will, sure. some will, yeah, some eyes, right? And Trevor Zegers, uh, at speed, did a Michigan goal, and it was super sick. Around awesome. around Milano, around too. Sunny Milano, <laughs> right? Uh, Sunny Milano was like posted up on the on the far side at the time. And Zegers came around the net, picked it up like, Michigan <laughs> style, and like swung it around Milano and into and the, the net. Post. It was yeah. it was sick. It was I have so another good. thought about Milano, but continue. We, we <laughs> can touch on that later. Well, I I know what you're going to say about him, and I might agree with it. Um, yeah. So so <laughs> you know, it they're good young players and sexy too. Right, they, and, they play a good, upbeat tempo of hockey. And Jay Beagle, you have to understand where he's coming from. I I actually have assigned Jay Beagle picture to Jay my Beagle's left, your dog to my left. Jay Beagle's my dog from when he was with Hershey, you know, coming up in the Capitals organization. The eighties is where he came from, by the way. And so, <laughs> and, and this is where I'm going. This is exactly where I'm going. Is he came, the way that he came up is he always had to work, right? He, like he, he played at Alaska and that, you know, people that go play there, it's, it's hard, it's hard to get noticed and you really have to do some things that maybe you wouldn't normally do. Hint, hint. So, you know, coming up, he had to really work hard to get to the NHL, right? And do some things like being physical and being the defensive zone face-off guy and uh, getting into fights and getting knocked out and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, and so it's a very old-school mentality, I think. It's, it's old-school NHL, to Aaron's point. This is very much 70s, 80s, early 90s. <laughs> but that, but that, this, is, this is where, this is where yeah, that yeah, culture yeah. comes exactly. from, right? And so there's the, the showboating word is thrown around. I tend to believe that it's just, it's skill. It's just where the skill level is of the young players coming in now. Um, but the, the players that are still in that old school culture and mindset say, oh, these guys are just showboating. These young players, they haven't paid their dues. They're just showboating and they're trying to show us up. By doing the Michigan goal, and I'm, you know, Troy Terry's flying around. He's been flying around the last two seasons. Highly talented, again, young players. So Beagle goes after Troy Terry, and there was a cross check in front of the net, though. So yeah, so like, I think that Beagle cross checked Zegers, and then Terry came and then in. Terry comes yeah. over, right? Okay, so. It was a pretty blatant cross check too. Like Zegers had right. his back to him, and yeah. so Eagle goes after Zegers. Troy Terry stands up for his buddy, right? Rightly so. Which is some would say that's an old school thing, but hockey's still going to be hockey. What and what I was talking about with you guys 
earlier in the, or I guess this is early week because it's Monday, but anyway, uh, when it all happened was like, they took away the pure enforcer and defender of the talented player, right? Mm-hmm. So they took away um, the Proberts and the Domies and um, Barnaby you know, and these, well, Barnaby, was, Barnaby was Barnaby was just a he was a pest, but he he answered the bell when he needed to. Yeah, but he wasn't yeah. making space for players. For no, 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 players. No. Um. So those guys are gone, right? And and in a somewhat uh ironic metaphor, like whatever word you want to use for it, the Ducks had sent. Nick Delorier's away and he's kind of like that player but not because the rules don't allow him to be so well and he plays third fourth line so like in I yeah I would say in today's game we could use enforcer in air air quotes you know right so that's the closest type of dude so you could say that like the ducks don't really have that person anymore like at all and so when that happens and then troy terry has to come in and jay beagle beats the bag out of him you know that's the way that that was gonna go for me right now the way i look at it is the league has to decide that if you don't want the players to police themselves then you have to police the players so if Beagle goes after Segris, Troy Terry tries to step in, and then Beagle goes after him. And I and I think the the uh the whatever the aggressor rule or whatever it is comes into play here where Terry wasn't coming in to fight. No, he wasn't. He wasn't coming in to fight. Jay Beagle dropped his gloves and jumped him. So and then, you know, and now he's throwing the first punches, and Troy Terry is not that guy you're not that guy pal (laughs) so his his face his face is mangled afterwards i mean the pictures are all over social media but you know the league's got to step in and say we're not going to allow this especially since they're not allowing the, the players to take care of it they're not they have they have and rightly so like we shouldn't have these guys that just take up roster spots to get a minute or less of ice to go and throw fists. Like that is not a thing. If you want to go watch that UFC's on every Saturday night, uh, boxing is on every Friday and Saturday night. I know because I watch it. Uh, you know, there's, there's a place for that. It's not the NHL in this era. The players that should be in the league are the Troy Terry's are the Trevor Zegers's. The players that should not be in the league are Jay Beagle going after people like that. All right. Now I'm going to chime in for the Jay Beagle slander because I, I have a different take on it, believe it or not, because I, I like the sexy style hockey. Like I have nothing wrong with the Michigan, nothing. Like that. So Jay Beagle, let's dig a little deeper into his uh, background. I believe he's part of the triple championship club. ECHL, AHL, and NHL, correct? Yes. Golden, horse, golden horseshoe up his ass. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He, he's a man. He wins face-offs, okay? Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's a different That was a different, different guy. guy yeah. Different yeah. guy, but we could still apply that, that saying to him. All right. 
So, and you got to think, because he won his ACHL when he came out of Alaska. So this guy had to work. Similar to what he said, he worked. So yeah. anytime, like if you think in front of the net, he cross-checked somebody because he either didn't like it, they said something, whatever. We, we don't know. I don't care. The next guy that jumps in, like kind of hockey code to some extent, and I know air quotes again, the code, like everybody gets all butthurt <laughs> about that because they're like, well, there's a way to do it. All right, I get it. But it changes with generations and also too, like in certain settings of the game, like the, you know, it's a loose code. I liked what Riggs said and how he got jumped because that's exactly what so happened. Here's, so here's actually where like, I'm, I'm going to keep going on Beagle's side up into a point. So Beagle drops his gloves. Terry still has them on. He fed him one, two, three. And then at three, I'm kind of like, all right, now it's a problem. Let's say he just one punched him and not even like a knockout, any of that stuff. Let's just say he, he dropped his gloves, tangled him, hit him once. At some point, I'm shocked he either wasn't, well, two things. Either he wasn't cognizant of the fact he had his gloves on still or Two, which I kind of think maybe the latter, he didn't care at that point. He's like, you're going to come at me. I don't so, care who the hell you are. So this is exactly where the aggressor rule comes exactly. in. Exactly. It's all about the player who has clearly gotten an advantage. It is engaging an unwilling exactly. person or someone that cannot defend themselves anymore. And you are still trying to punch at them or otherwise hurt them that is exactly where it comes into play now i don't know i like there is there is a supplemental discipline process for that i don't know all the ins and outs but the aggressor penalty clearly says that suspensions can follow from it oh absolutely because it because what is it a major like a 10 it's supposed and, to be five and ten. Five and ten okay so like there's I'm not sure if you guys have seen it or not, but there was another incident that basically is exactly the situation that happened. I believe it was last night, Sunday night. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So Oliver Wallstrom of the Islanders led with the knee on a hit on Jack Hughes again on the scumbag <laughs> on, on Jersey <laughs> Islanders and Jersey playing Wallstrom leads with the knee and injures Jack Hughes plays going back up the ice the other way. PK Saban skates across the ice. Yes. Saban is a right D and Wallstrom is a right winger. So he has to go across the ice to get him on the play coming up. Saban drops his gloves and starts just wailing on Wallstrom as he's just trying to stay with the play. I mean, clearly it was a bad hit by Wallstrom. Shouldn't have happened. Should be a penalty. But Saban comes across the ice and just starts fighting him. And Wallstrom still had his gloves on. He was turtling. Like, well, and that was, did he deserve um, to get punched? Yeah, you can't knee a guy like that. But at the same time, he wasn't. He wasn't trying to fight. Well, if you remember last week, and I don't remember the play, Taylor Hall got got fined oh because God. he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. He okay. hit somebody okay. from high. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop this right now. Who cares about that? What did Subban get in the game? I'm looking at that right now. I believe he got thrown out. I believe he got five he got, for fighting. He got the five and the ten, right? And I'm pretty sure he got ten as well. I'm looking to make sure. So it was crazy. called correctly on the ice. And then it will be reviewed by the league. Correct. For supplementary discipline. Right? Which will probably get nothing because he got kicked out. Right. Strong chance. 
Right. Even though PK Subban sleuth with people all the time, and maybe they but should like, like but take an example so, of it. So in that case, it, it was probably more clear what was happening. So it was easier to make the call, I would say. But, and that's benefit of the doubt to the on ice officials. But I feel like that's the same situation. Yes. I yeah, think it is the same is. situation. So what was the call in this game? The Anaheim. Yeah. Uh Phoenix game. Uh yeah. I think it was just fighting, I think. Right? It was fighting both ways, right? Fighting both ways, yeah. Which is a joke. Well, so yeah. the other thing, the Harry other thing I had where we're fighting. where we're talking about like guys need to police themselves. I'm I'm fine either way, like in terms of policing. But I also kind of look at like a dude like let's just throw Mac in there, because it's it's easy. He needs no help. In terms of anyone trying to protect him, Landis Cog, yeah, no, he should the not, ruffians. He shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to deal with. He that shouldn't shit. have to, and I, I fully understand that. Like, yeah, he should have somebody on the ice if some jagoff is going after him. No, like, what he I, shouldn't no, have man, to fight no, him. No, no, no. That is exactly not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you took that out, which was the right thing to do because it allowed more talented players to come into the league. It improved the product on the ice by taking those type of players out. But at yeah. the same time, you left a vacuum. You said, players, you can't police each other anymore. You can't control this on your own anymore. But then you never put the pedal down on, okay, now we're going to come in and really try and control this and really enforce some of this supplementary discipline on guys that are taking advantage of players. Like, that. this is what's happening. Subban right. goes after Wallstrom. Wallstrom probably didn't like. Chances are Wallstrom made that play, and didn't even know that Jack Hughes was hurt. He kind of knew, but <laughs> at least from the video, it looked like he looked down and was like, "Oh man!" But at the same time, he kept playing like he did not. He kept playing like there was no penalty on the play. Did, did the Wallstrom whistle got, go? No, right. There was no reason to stop playing, so he continued playing. Right. So, 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 Subban, the- so Subban attacks him. In yeah. retaliation, right? Right. Goes so, after him and gets the call that he's supposed to get. Like, right. that, this is what's supposed to happen. Riggs. But in, so the, I have, in, the, in the Beagle Terry situation, they're going to say five and five, even though it's the same thing. Yeah. All right. So, so I have a question because I'm like, I, I get kind of both sides of the argument. And unfortunately, like, this is just one where I'm in the middle on it because, like, I do like fighting, but I understand it as a place and a certain point in the game. And I'm not saying like Jay Beagle is right. I think it sucks, especially with Troy Terry, because like he's a great player, American hockey player as well. I don't want to see that shit. But do you think so? I guess my question is, where do you think more of the onus is on? Is it on the officials to kind of not necessarily ticky tack shit, but is it more the when you see stuff starting to get to a boiling point or so-and-so player, you need to stomp it out. Because I think in the Leafs game this weekend with like a minute or like 30 seconds left in the period or even the game, I think it was Wayne Simmons and somebody else. They just booted him. The game, like a two minute mm-hmm. penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Future. I was, wa- I was future watching. Yeah. I forget. I think it was yeah. cop. I think it was cop and Simmons. They were John and they just gave him a two minute penalty just to get it out. Just because yeah. the game was already over, it had no bearing on the consequence. Yeah. So it was either they're on the officials or does there need to be something in terms of, and I understand like it's tough for players because 
players, unfortunately, versus refs play with emotion. So there's different, you know, emotions boil over. You think so-and-so wronged me here or caught me with a stick here or, you know, said something about my mom here. You know, however, you know, game is on the line, blah, blah, blah. I think like, it's like, where's they, the onus no, more? Where do you problem, think? The problem is the league never fully transitioned to we're controlling the play now. The players are not controlling play. So it used to be that you would have the one or two guys on your roster that would control all this and discipline this. But they decided that that wasn't appropriate and they were right because it was dragging down the talent and skill level of the league and it was dragging down the product and it was dragging down the ability to market the product to a larger audience. This is all this. This is what happened. And so they decided that we're going to we're going to change and adjust things in a way that it's no longer palatable to keep those type of players on a roster. So those those players are gone. There's a few still around, Reeves, you know, these types. But even they're getting some meaningful minutes in some situations. And they can skate and, so, and add benefit so, to the team. So then yeah. so that so you do that, right? However, there has not been enough done in the supplementary discipline side of things and Department of Player Safety, which is a joke of a name, considering what's going on, considering what happened to Troy Terry or what happened to Jack Hughes. There's no Neon knees worse in my no, mind. There's no emphasis on player safety. None. It's only it's only after the fact discipline. And so if you're not going to enforce the after the fact discipline, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. You've basically told the players it's, you know, everybody for themselves. It's stupid. This is dumb. Like yeah. you take away the ability for the players to take care of this on the ice, but you haven't you haven't filled that in with any other kind of control or discipline. And I think part of the problem there is that the league and the fans want to see the higher skill. They don't want to see enforcers, guys that can barely skate and just throw punches. They don't want to see that. Nobody wants that anymore. But time the out. problem is that... Go, John. Go. Time out, time out really quick. Skill, yes. Every hockey fan still wants to see a fight. Sure. but Right. But when you're turning on... When you're looking at the schedule and you're like, oh, I'm a, I want to watch this game, this game, this game. Are you doing it because you know that these players are going to fight? Or are you doing it because McKinnon's going to be on the ice? Matthew's going to be on the ice. McDavid's going to be on the ice. Crosby's going to be on the ice. Ovechkin's going to be on the ice. That's how are you're you doing, doing it. it based on that. Exactly. Used to be that you did it that the way you were talking about. If It used to be it was like, oh, yeah, I want to see Boston and, and New York play because they're going to kill each other. Yeah, it's going like, to be a bloodbath. That's, yeah, exactly. That's how I don't it need used to see to that be, anymore. But it's not yeah. that way anymore. So that's that's what I'm getting at, is that we don't have those players that are just just fighters, that all they do is go out and fight people and, and, and cause hurt to the other team. We don't really have that anymore. But we don't not have that as well. Because we do have players that are exceptionally skilled at the game and are big scorers who also are big body checking, like hard hitters that will fight and will make you pay. 
I, I think about Tom Wilson. He's he's a great example. He's he's a huge impact on the on the scoreboard for the Capitals, and nobody wants to be on the ice with him because they know that he's going to hurt them. <laughs> and so, I, I Tom Wilson is maybe he's he's not a good example because of a, a stigma that you know two minutes for yeah controversial. <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, no but there are, but there are warning, players trigger like warning, that. trigger warning. There are some, <laughs> there are some big body players that you know they're good at the game. They're going to get second, third line minutes, but they're also going to be the guys that will fight and those are the ones that that will end up making fights so we we sort of still have it but at the same time like you said we're transitioning away from it so i think that's part of the problem here's the thing though like it wilson's a great example because there again there is some controversy around him over the years right sure yeah the the league may or may not have handled some of the things that he did the right way or the wrong way. And it's because of the way things are structured. You know, the CBA kind of lays down the ground rules for how discipline is going to be handled. And so at some point, I think, and I, I, I think I wrote this when we were chatting on Discord, at some point, the players are going to have to say, you know what? when we get out of line, there needs to be more severe punishment and that needs to be a deterrent to some of the things that are going on. Right. So as much as it is like the league stepping in also, maybe the players need to through that process decide collectively that this is about our safety and this is about our ability to play the game and do our jobs because it is their job. They're right. professionals and that's going to be a big change. Yeah. Cause it's going to, it literally takes playing time and money away from them. Yeah, absolutely. So they're, yeah. they're going to have to agree to that. Right. And <laughs> right. And part of it too, I hate to blame officials, but you got to make a call that's going <sighs> to stop the other events from happening. And you can't, yeah. you can't foresee that. Like you couldn't have foreseen that. I mean, you might have been able to foresee in the uh, Isles and Devils game that, hey, we did make a call on Jack Hughes getting knee on need. Maybe there's going to be some retribution for that. You, you, you got to get the easy ones. Like that's an easy, easy call to make, if you ask yeah. me. I, but you also got to remember one was during play, one was after yes, a whistle. So, yes, the one with Troy yeah. Terry and Zegers after so, the, the the cross check that Beagle yeah. made, though, was pretty egregious. I mean, it's it happened fast enough that you can't stop play and make it make the call that will stop any of those events from happening. And the 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 Saban one, I think, could have been avoided if the call had been made, but. Yeah, in the Zegris, Zegris, Terry, Beagle, no, you're right. Yeah, you can't do that. At least in some cases, I think the onus is on the refs to make the call that will stop the future. Because you know there's going to be a reaction. I mean, if a star player gets neon need and there's no call, then somebody's going to do something. Well, Especially even, if you got certain guys on the ice. Even if even if PK doesn't go after Wallstrom. It'll happen later or something. It, yeah. Later on, mm -hmm. somebody's going to challenge Wallstrom. It, it's gonna ha you know yeah. it's gonna happen right because the know, refs know so. the game they know how these players operate too i mean the code or whatever still kind of exists you know 
Exactly. <laughs> in that situation, then it's going to be air quotes the code mm-hmm. that comes into play <laughs> yeah. where you know somebody's going to line up against Wallstrom yeah. and they're going to have a chat and it's basically like, hey man, you got to answer for that. Right. And right. Wallstrom's either going to accept it or not, and you know it it'll go from there. But yeah. What else do we want to hit? Can we talk about ESPN uh, moving the Minnesota State University? Oh, to fuck over people who actually wanted to watch it. Mankato, the Mavericks, Brent Squad, Horns Up. Let's go, Mavs. Moving their game from ESPN2 to ESPNU, their Frozen Four game, by the way. Mm-mm-mm. Nationally, nationally ranked number one team gets moved to ESPNU, effectively cutting out millions of customers in the Midwest. Minnesota's in the Midwest, by the way. <gasps> it is? For you big geography people out there. For <laughs> a big geography podcast, yeah. Yeah. So Not me, because I'll we be said, watching. We live on Earth. We said yeah. <laughs> we said we said a lot of nice things about ESPN last week because we were watching Isabel Cup final and we had been watching the NCAA tournament and it was great and all this stuff and then this happened so I wanted to balance it out and also John <laughs> before we went on the air so to speak we're not on the air but you know whatever it's a podcast. Before Aaron John typed would, in the command to start recording. Yes. <laughs> Johnny was yeah. going on a tirade about ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he always goes our, on a tirade. Johnny Every and tirades. Week. Name and more iconic duo. Yeah. Always. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to spark that back up. But anyway, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little upset that this happened with the Mavs because, uh, you know, it's bullshit. Mark, Mark Breider, who is the equipment dude for the women's side at Mankato uh, is helping out with the men's team on their trip to Boston this week for the frozen four. I think they leave it, today's Monday. I think they leave tomorrow. Uh, he's been posting stuff on his uh, Twitter. I know of, of like getting all the patches and the decals on the helmets and all that cool stuff that goes along with going to a championship uh, level event. And I think it sucks that, they got flexed by ESPN. But Johnny was upset with ESPN because apparently he can't watch old-ass hockey games on mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, well, all right. So let's touch on the college hockey. Super so important like, to 25% so of hockey even, players who have a beer so and a podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> even... Hold on. Hold on. Hey, hey. I just want to get them spun Easy. up. Let's go. Easy. Let's go. Let's go. Shut the hell up and let me speak. <laughs> But so, so ESPN, even though they haven't had NHL hockey for the last, what, like eight years, they've had the sole distribution rights of the Frozen Four. So they always have the two semis and the final every freaking year. Yep. And now that they have this big platform with ESPN where it has, you know, NCAA, uh, NHL, PHF, they had the KHL before they had to be removed. Um, they do the <laughs> PGA tour, they do MLB, they do various levels of soccer and blah, blah, blah. And every, and bowling, blah, blah, blah. All that shit. They have pickleball. Like, they have pickleball, pickleball too. too. There was yeah. a Aust- Austin something or other pickleball open was on 
Uh, oh yeah, I saw that obscure Buffalo. Sports Quarterly the other day. Yeah, the the Ocho. Someone was mentioning it last night, and he was like, "I was watching grown men play tag." <laughs> that is so wasn't fun it, to watch though honestly wasn't spike ball on b on at b dubs at one time yes yes we were in there yeah yeah oh god <laughs> like, but, um, like isn't there anything else on you were in you were in b dubs for like four hours got one beer you guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got one beer and a basket yeah. of fries yeah <laughs> you didn't even hours. order the basket of fries it just showed up randomly um <laughs> try to make uh, you forget so he, about your beer so, so espn yeah. like i don't understand i don't understand how like they're flexing this game like and like rig said there's a ton of like midwest hockey fans and just like college hockey fanatics that are like this is this is their ncaa basketball tournament this is their you know, NCAA bowl selection games, all that nonsense. Like this is important. And especially for a school like Mankato, like this is a big deal for them. So the fact that they flexed it is just, that's total Dude, garbage. They're number it's one. It's garbage. They're number exactly. one in the country. Yeah, they exactly. Have, they have, they, they have genius head coach, Mike Hastings. Yep. Genius. Like, Great equipment staff on both yeah levels of the men's and women's the best, team the best equipment staff <laughs> yeah exactly stellar stellar equipment staff and then but, like and then like some pretty good players yeah. pretty good goal pretty good goalie too. very good goalie very good goalie i've heard <laughs> but but i was so, I was even, so the play. one the one thing that kind of like set me off <laughs> in the initial tirade was it's masters week um and I was like, wow, you can watch. So the Masters for the last couple of years, same with like the British Open, they put out, uh, you know, a yearly kind of video of who won recaps, essentially like the big important rounds, big important shots, how moving day and all that stuff go. Who got cut, blah, blah, blah. And the champion, yada, yada. And they have it like I was watching like 81 to like 91 for the Masters just because I, I dig that shit. I like history and all that. And I was like, in the middle of watching, I'm like, why the fuck don't they have anything for the Stanley Cup for these years? This is bullshit. <laughs> and the worst thing is the Masters was like using ESPN Classic footage. And I'm like, ESPN Classic definitely showed classic NHL games. This is nonsense. And then Eric was like, well, the NHL has it. I'm like, well, release it. Put it put it into the atmosphere. People <laughs> will consume it. Me, but others, I'm sure there has to be somebody else that will watch it. Right? I'm not Maybe. watching it. <laughs> All right, get the hell out of here then. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's it for episode 86. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to check out beersandalot.com for more information about anything you can think of to ask us or come ask us in person in Discord. Beersandalot.com slash Discord for the invite link. Be sure to listen to next week's episode. At the time of this recording, we are still planning to have a repeat guest, a very timely guest, so be sure to listen next week. But again, thank you for listening this week. We'll catch you next Wednesday. See you.